I know that you've all been prepared for this, but I thought I'd just remind you just the same. Can you handle that? Game over, man. Game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Pure evil. I want to buy some uh, radio ad time. Welcome back for another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. And I'm your host, Mojo Tui. We got Karen Mack in the back, and this is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. Get all steamy in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Noel, so first time earlier on today, we talked about The Shining, and um, we broke down that fucking layer cake of a movie. Oh, my God. Um, but now this time, we've come back, <clears throat> like, the same way Stephen King came back, and the same way, like, popular culture came back, I suppose, to the world of the Overlook Hotel, of the Torrances. We're back. Growing up, Danny Torrance, this time played by Hugh McGregor. It's like, what, this movie was only made at, what, two or three years ago or something yeah yeah and so like it's like nearly 40 years on itself probably could have held off for the 40 year anniversary whatever no big <laughs> um, but uh, like <coughs> so they got green light and they went for it yeah so like because what did you make like first of all stephen king went back a long time from after he wrote the original and now we see the world of the shining come back even though we kind of seen a little bit of it in ready player one <laughs> before that <laughs> which is kind of brilliant <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, um, it was a really good job, I thought, of expanding the world and just, because yeah. you would wonder how Danny would have done out in the real world after that, because yeah. he would have grown up and he would have carried all that damage with him. I like the way he was some superhero or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was, he kind of closed himself off to The Shining. Yeah. Um, he still got, like, the very rare visits from Halloran, who, who gave him the box technique. Yeah. to kind of try and get some rid of some of the entities that are trying to follow him from the overlook yeah um but i thought i loved how broken he was because like that's that is unfortunately what happens to people yeah like you say it would have been if he was just a superhero and you know like, yeah wherever the people cry out for a hero his father's son at the end of the day like his father what he's he's his father's son oh 100 yeah you know yeah. what i mean he has the shining but he still has his father's dark, and if the, he said know? halloran says that to him when they're talking I'll be a true to shining that uh yeah. you know your father had dark in him but, but he said you know the roles are versed he had a bit of light of him and you you have a bit of dark in you yeah, you exactly. know the, the yin yang typical Do you think his mother might like how do certain people like like is Wendy got the shining like No I don't think so no You know what I mean like where does the shining come from just one of them things I think it's just simply one of those things yeah. um and, and you know that's the most like mutants in X-Men yeah. or Jedi's and Star Wars or something like that. It's kind of never fully explained. Yeah, it's not even can't. yeah, it's not always hereditary or um yeah. but yeah, he just It's like the way they never explained like uh, like what the force was. Oh yeah, wait, wait my producers in my ear yeah, It's <laughs> a stupid fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I thought you McGregor just you know he's He's uh, beating the shit out of a dude in the bar and he's taking a girl home and he's screwing and then he wakes up and she's vomited on the bed and he just leaves the toddler there, steals back a little bit of the money that was yeah. stolen off him and gets out of there. Um, I thought that was cool. That's what I wanted. I wanted a gritty realism yeah. inside of something that's so far-fetched. Yeah. And, and it gave me that. Yeah, and you're going to be clearly broken after being a five-year-old kid. Like, actually, five-year-old, because uh, he mentions that, doesn't he? Yeah. Later on, I remember we were saying he was eight or nine. Supposed to be five. Yeah. 
But like, um, like you have this five-year-old kid who witnessed his father going crazy. He's seen all this weird thing. He's trying to suppress it. He has this fucking gift that he's trying to like. At first, he's trying to suppress it in the night, and he actually starts to learn how to control it because Dick O'Halloran. It just all of a sudden is like, oh, by the way, something I should have told you when I was alive. Yes, yeah, absolutely. He said he, um, you could see that the shining had taken a lot from him as well. Yeah, his relationship with his mother, as she could see the father in him and yeah. she knew that there was something again the way there was something off about jack and then he went crazy there was something off about the kid even though it was a completely different kind of dynamic yeah and i think that and then kind of they, before they delve too far into that they kind of introduce uh a, a new kid yeah with the shining and even abra. more abra and an even more advanced yeah version of it and uh she's a whale yeah yeah that's their terms it, yeah it was an excellent an excellent version yeah. and uh and then i thought because the first one was very much so the shine the the fill of the the antagonist was a hotel yeah this one it went more linear yeah the antagonist was a group called the true knot yeah the true knot and they like as in not as in k-n-o-t k-n-o-t as, in, K-N-O-T yeah. as in i was wondering true, that because i thought yeah maybe yeah N-O-T i didn't realize until i was reading it yeah because first for a while i was thinking not like, i thought you know i thought it was true not as in two words that that they cancelled themselves out yeah I, I, I didn't really get it um but i thought um when they were introduced and then the, you can see that they need to very quickly show you that they're a nomadic tribe that feed on yeah. the shining and it gives them longevity everyone's met a magic gypsy everyone's met a magic gypsy my producer's yeah. getting me no that is incorrect. Sorry. Incorrect. <laughs> incorrect again. I'm not doing well tonight. Earlier in this podcast, I may have said. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm offending any magic gypsies or non-magic yeah, gypsies yeah. out there. <laughs> I've seen Drag Me to Hell. I'm not fucking that shit. Yeah. Um, and Tinner as well. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Do not fuck with a gypsy woman. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, yeah. Um, See, I'm covering us everywhere from being sued. You know what I mean? I'm just like Neo at the end of the Matrix. Just like, it's like blocking lawsuits. <laughs> and then one gets true and you go, upgrades. Oh, <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, Noel, I need to learn how to defend myself against this. And like, do you know how to? No, wait. No, I do. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 was, I was watching this and I was kind of, after directly after watching The Shining, yeah. it felt like something I could ease myself into. Yeah. I, I like the linear motion of it and that's not to say it didn't have symbolism or that yeah. it didn't have but it just had a linear track that you could follow you could yeah. even see like there was a, a little girl with the shining and nobody to mentor her there was danny who had cut himself off yeah. from the shining one could say you mcgregor was the student and then became the master wow what an interesting and unique so way. i don't think he's ever done that before no <laughs> <laughs> but it's never worked out so well for him I think. one time yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this time no it did go well for him yeah, yeah. <laughs> it went better for him <laughs> I, I, but that's the thing i was going to say i, I loved her abra in this she yeah like, she, she's she awesome in it yeah what's she, the actor's name uh her name was kylie curran kylie curran yeah and uh she was excellent. She was, I think, the best thing about this for me. Um, but I I, I, uh, I, thought that when I was watching this, I thought it was so interesting, linear. And also I thought the fact that they were feeding off kids just gave you an antagonist that you were just allowed to classically hate. Yeah. It wasn't like a nuanced thing. It wasn't a Thanos thing yeah. where there was almost this like 
dark yeah they were gypsy tribe of pennywise exactly yeah <laughs> well that's kind of exactly what they were and you know the feed on that girl at the start and uh, yeah violet violet that's yeah. correct yeah and um you said that's the little girl from the haunting of hill house the haunting of hill house a lot of actors a lot of yeah. a, uh barry the chunk or something one of the uh one of the true not was the groundskeeper. And you said Henry Thomas played... And Henry Thomas Jack plays Torrance. Jack Nicholson. Uh, <laughs> he plays Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance. Well, technically, well, he, he plays, plays Jack, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a man tries. Like, he's out of line, but he's right. Couldn't use that for everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought um, that this film was just so easy to slip into. Yeah. You were able to just watch it and chill yeah. and see how it all unfolds. And there was the predictability for of like Abra inevitably meeting up with uh, Danny. Danny. Yeah. Um, and there was the inevitability of the true not becoming aware of a girl. Because like Danny was able to like predict things and see things. But yeah. she had a magic show when she was like six. Yeah. So she stuck all the spoons to the ceiling. Yeah. You know, like this girl was... Again, Neo, the she's Neo. She's the one. The, yeah, but it does. Yeah. She was. Yeah, like, she's very oh, steamy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, she's their turn. Um, Not being weird or creepy. Yeah, I, mean, that, I, all, <laughs> I thought I had one of the most brutal death scenes. And I, I for a film that I didn't think was going to go there, yeah. Um, I thought the, the baseball kid, I think he's just kind of referred to as a baseball kid. He gets a name yeah. later on. But baseball was, boy or something. Baseball boy, yeah. yeah. Where they, Number 19. Where uh, she. Because they can see each other's true to shining and she's so powerful, even though he's about fifteen hundred miles away. Yeah. She feels his pain and she projects herself there. Yeah. And that's the first time that Rose the Hat sees her. Rose the Hat sees her and uh when she figures out because she's kind of able to track uh that she's on the other the other coast. Yeah. She's like, Wow, this is the whale and they hadn't been they they kind of explained that they got longevity because they introduced the the snake bite. Yeah. Uh, who the young the, the young girl, girl who's a pusher? Who What's him? Anna Andy is it Anna? Uh, Andy, yes, Andy, Snake yeah. by Andy. Uh, who's uh, uh, her introduction was excellent. Yeah, yeah. her luring pedophiles to a theater uh, yeah. or wherever, and she should have a reality TV show. Thing is, she was actually doing something that was quite altruistic. And, yeah, and you know she wasn't killing them, and she gave it she up was, for immortal—not uh, immortality, but like. Well, she thought she was giving up for immortality. Yeah. There's a cool scene where she, where one of them is actually cycling out. I think is the way yeah, they refer to it. Grandpa Wicks or whatever. Or, yeah, exactly. Or and she's was. like, I thought she was immortal, and then and Rose had said, "Anyone to tell you that?" I said you would live long and eat well. Yeah. And we haven't been eating well. Yeah, for a long time. For a long time. Yeah. And that makes the, the whale. Just not enough steam left in the world. Just now. not enough steam left in the world. But that's it, which, which is why to me it was a bit interesting that they increased their ranks. But I guess she brought a gift that they could definitely yeah, use. Because she's a pusher. Because she's a pusher. Yeah. Because yeah, she can like she can control people very much. She might yes. Control. And that was it. There was another woman. Uh, and that makes it so much more easy when you want to try to pick up. Yeah. Silent Sari was another one of them. I, I, I would have wished they expanded on. Because uh, when I read, I didn't read the book on this, but I read into the background of this. Yeah. You realize that they all had their own characteristics. There was Silent Sari, who she rarely spoke, but she, she makes absolutely no sound when she moves. Yeah. Well, that's the uh, one that gets shot um, is yeah, it, yeah. Uh, right outside, right beside the blonde girl. Exactly. In the woods. I think that's her. So. Yeah, that's her. And uh, they didn't really expand on that because a bit like um, it's hard interview with a vampire, as in some... They're all vampires and it gives them like this, 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 yeah. and the weaknesses, this and this, but they all had individual gifts. Yeah. 
and in this they had individual gifts. They never really delved into them. That the crow was a tracker. Yeah. And crow, Daddy Crow, Crow Daddy. Daddy. Crow Daddy, yeah. And uh Rose the Hat was just the most powerful of them. She yeah. was a, an extremely powerful psychic. Yeah. And you had the pusher. And I Rebecca think Rebecca Ferguson's a great actor though. Oh, yeah. she was fantastic. Absolutely gorgeous. That was it. She was so, yeah, yeah. She was excellent So it. cool. Yeah, that was the thing. It's just and, cool. And, and yeah. also like just for some it's always so unsettling when somebody who's... I never eat my face. <laughs> yeah, she can yeah. have my steam. <laughs> <laughs> Um, be very little like, <laughs> terrible intuition yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> um but the but she did play like kind of lovable character who was doing something so repulsive that i yeah. made it worse yeah that it made her more unlikable yeah like i wanted i i remember watching this and having that i love that feeling where you're to have a character and like i want this character to die horrendously yeah you know what i mean i want it to be absolutely and i love that yeah. feeling i love watching the film i, I, I hope yeah, it because she's an absolute predator like. oh she's an absolute predator yeah. she's a monster and the world would be such a better place without her yeah uh and especially something that, that she stands to live another thousand years yeah like the absolute untold misery that she would inflict upon the world um so i thought it was great to have a a instead of a kind of highbrow concept yeah. uh villain uh, insanity itself or, yeah. uh, you know the grounds of a hotel were all yeah. this but, uh, but this was Rose the Hat I, I liked having someone like I was just able to hate did you like that? Yeah I think a lot of that comes from our superhero love probably actually yeah, yeah no, we, just like, we just like a physical background she was Lex Luthor or yeah. whatever yeah we were able to just yeah. look at her and say they, although she was even worse like, like more like a dark side or something because there was no altruism Yeah, it wasn't like a, a view she had of the world they just simply fed on the shining yeah. And, uh, it was all about making her tribe stronger. It was all about making, yeah, that was it. The only thing they actually cared about mm. was each other. Yeah. And I thought it, I thought the pace in the film then was quite good. Like, I thought, I, I liked where they showed quite quickly as well how Ewan McGregor cleaned himself up over eight years and became like a night porter in a retirement home, I'm uh, going to say. Or was it wasn't a was night porter. He was um, an orderly. An orderly. Yeah. In a hospital or in a, a hospice. A hospice. A hospice. Uh, and then there was the cat. Yeah. And I thought, like, I didn't know why he was called Dr. Sleep. Yeah. And then he follows the cat. That scene's incredible. That scene's incredible. Where he's putting the guy to sleep in a sense. Like, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And he ran jokes. He goes, no, you are a doctor. You're a doctor. Because he keeps impressing upon yeah. him that he's not a doctor. Yeah. Uh, but then when he gives him peace, like, gives him a notion in his head, he just says, yeah. thank you, when he passes away. And I what, thought that was... That, was... that dude was, like, saying that, um, knowing it's coming doesn't make it any less scary yeah and i'm like that's literally the one thought i don't want to have in my head before i die oh, <laughs> it's like yeah. that's the one thing you don't want to be scared at the end like no matter what yeah, the lucky ones aren't scared yeah we yeah. all know we're going to die we all know that's just the way it is but yeah. you just do not want to be scared in your last moments that's the thing like you know what i mean yeah and like and that that's that seems so fucking good though when he just gives him that peace of mind like you said and he's just like thank you thank you doctor and yeah you said i'm not a doctor because you're a doctor you're a doctor sleep like, yeah you know what i mean that seems fucking incredible like Finally got I'll remember that scene for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, and he finally got his superhero name as well. Like, yeah, that was great. Yeah, but, was great. but he's there. But he he really cleaned himself up, and he was mm. going to his meetings and all of that kind of classic stuff. Yeah, and um, but when when uh, you always have that thing where you know they refuse to take on the Paddy one, yeah. uh, where she comes to him like in person and yeah. says like there's been a murder and stuff like that, and he just has her you like stay out of their way. Yeah, just just hide. Is Cliff Curtis playing a Latino dude in this, is he? He's right. But people are always... He's Maori. Some make them play Latino people. Chris, Cliff Curtis has played 
was was he True he's, Lies and stuff? Like was that him who was a? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. I think I think they went through. Like I, I think I seen a laundry yeah. list of the people he's played, and he's just played people who would have anything from a, like about the fear a Maori to a um, Middle Eastern, yeah. uh, to an Asian yeah. complexion. Just so, he's just in. He's just not a pasty white guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what or I, an Asian or a black guy. Yeah. So anything that exists inside like, of that. I liked about Fear the Walking Dead. Like we're gonna have Cliff Curtis from New Zealand. Yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah, it's that's really it. Yeah. Not that hard. Yeah, it's, it's not, not that hard, hard to do. <laughs> like you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was good in it. What well, though? You know, like, he's he always made, good. Though. Yeah, he made the most good. of his role. Like mm. he, um, he's the guy he, to give give uh, Danny. He, actually, uh, he left Fear Walking Dead to actually go work in Avatar. I think. Yeah, mm. I think he, I think he um, did uh, have the tiniest bit of The Shining, like so small that uh, Cliff Curtis, uh, Cliff Curtis character. Yeah, because yeah. he was like. He said, I don't know, I just, I, I do have a feeling about people or yeah. something like that. So he did, I think he had literally just the tiniest notion because of, that's what a speck say. of it. Like. Yeah, because some people have the shine and they don't even know. It's yes, like, they touched upon that. No and I thought that was No him. one to bring home flowers uh, when someone wants them. Or, that was a great, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think he represented that. Mm. Just somebody who had an innate ability to defer good from bad. Like every we, like a lot of us think we, like, we do. But he probably had it on a degree where he kind of was always right. Yeah. He helped somebody who probably did need help or was worth helping. Yeah. Um, but uh, do you think the little kid deserved to be getting murdered because he was like cheating in baseball? <laughs> <laughs> I want to lean into a no on that, like you know, like the, the craziest doping scandal ever. Would you say? You know what I mean? It's like he's <laughs> off his tits on shining. He's off his tits. Um, and I love the fact that the people are watching the game and the crow daddy's right there. It's like it's like he can read their mind. Yeah. And it's like yeah, but on the nose, like he has I don't know a shining of yeah. some kind. <laughs> but yeah. um, in crow daddy's defense and in Mike Flanagan's defense, because he wrote the script, uh, crow daddy actually could sense a boy, and he couldn't pin him down, and that's why he asked, uh, "What's her name?" Rose the hat. He asked her, yeah. can we I need to feed? Because I might actually need to feed to find this kid. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he found him pretty much the next day or so. So he pretty much knew he was in a general area, but he couldn't pinpoint him. So I think he was there for a kid. Yeah. And he probably probably maybe even knew that. I, I like the fact that, this, that they, they were both somehow immortal and tethering on death. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. too common. It's, it's like they were made out of dust. Yeah. 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 And so... I, I thought that that was a good juxtaposition to have yeah. where they're so strong and so evil and the last thing you'd ever want to run into and also they're just scraping by. Yeah. And then, of course, that they're introduced to a whale when the whale is introduced to them. Yeah, she's, I thought a, that she's was just, a looker. That's yeah, and, and, and I thought storytelling, I thought it was a very easy and simplistic way to do it. It was her shining could make her... The, People who have strong shining, they could reach out to each other. And she was so strong that when that kid cried out in so much pain that she could she could feel it. Yeah. So that was just an easy way to introduce them yeah. to each other. Um I thought it was I thought it was really cool. And I thought Rose the Hat's no. first introduction to her in the shopping yeah. when she was shopping, I thought that was When she pushed cool. her out. Yeah, 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 it absolutely blew up the, the freezer. And, and she even like made Danny pass out as well. Like, cause, yeah, because yeah, remember he fainted at the was it like a fucking AA meeting or something? Yeah, or yeah, that was it, yeah. Never understood, right? An alcoholic's anonymous, like anonymous. Why are you making people say their name? Yeah. The first thing you do is like, "Hi, I'm whoever. I'm an alcoholic." Yeah. Can not just say, "Hi, I'm here for help. I'm an alcoholic." Why do you need your name, people? Yeah, yeah. You can just call me uh, number four. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm number four. Call me. Yeah, actually, no way. I don't want to start calling me by numbers. <laughs> we end up with a clockwork orange. <laughs> <laughs> the name Skip Vinyl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I was one of my favorite jokes in Futurama. Uh, most people just call me Orange Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what did you make of the the kind of homages that were paid for? Like, because like, I thought they were excellent. Because yeah. you know, even the, the flashback scenes earlier on, mm. uh, they got the carpet exactly right. There was which won't be hard. Which won't be. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. But the the length of the hallways, the color of the doors, the yeah. type of tricycle that he was on. They, yeah. there, there was there was care. And you, yeah, you could feel that, and you appreciate that. Like, yeah. A lot of people that read the book, I haven't read the book, um, but a lot of people say that it's a great middle ground between uh, paying homage to the book Doctor Sleep and how that worked from The Shining book and actually uh, paying homage to The Shining movie. So it's kind of like a sequel to both of them. Like, it says that it covers, the, it's a perfect middle ground to nearly both Shining. Like The Shining in the book and The Shining in the movie. And, yeah, it, it, it is know, like, kinda, it's almost somehow, it's. I think they call it an interquill. Yeah. something you know you release the first film like uh, one of the star wars where they get the, the the plans for the death star yeah rogue one rogue one was yeah, an yeah, interquill yeah. uh but I it's think an it, old code sir but it checks out <laughs> <laughs> but i think this kind of works as its own yeah. in a way or in a weird sense because it's not it's it's it, it'll touch upon some of the in-between time but not enough for it to be its own separate storyline yeah. but it just connects it yeah, and I thought I thought it did that really well. Like I, yeah. it, the film felt like it had a lot of love put when, into it. When I watched them back to back, it kind of gave me the same feeling. Even though this actually had the real gap that it chapter one and chapter two didn't, but the way the stories were seen, like the Loser Club when they grew up, and in chapter two, and I know those movies are made a lot closer together. Yeah, but it kind of gives me that same feeling. And maybe because we just watched part one and two, and maybe because they're both based on Stephen King books, and like the both the elements or the basis for the storytelling or the elements that are. Uh, like contained within the story itself or similar or whatever but I, when i watched them back recently or today like they gave me that kind of same feeling that like of when i watched it chapter one and chapter two and they had a 27 year gap even though this really had oh an, absolutely uh, yeah, almost yeah. Year gap. even the books were released far apart weren't they? Like, i'm not sure that's the thing yeah. I, I i wasn't I'll sure check. of the book dr sleep to be absolutely honest with you and i i i, I didn't hear great things about this, so I I, I didn't engage with it. Yeah. I, so I I figured I'd get to it when I get to it, and I uh obviously it was kind of an inorganic way that I came to it because yeah. we decided to cover it, and I was watching this going, this is kind of right up my alley. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, you know? and I thought like I mean finally like the first film kind of touched upon what The Shining is. Yeah. The second film was like, bitch, this is what The Shining is. Yeah, this is like the the sheer scope of what it could be. Yeah, like a completely um and a, a, the word ethereal realm that yeah. can exist between i love the way like with clever dialogue or clever storytelling one line can leave open for a universe and that's dick o'halloran saying there's a lot of people out there shine just some shine more than others yeah and that's literally what dr steve is about yeah it's about out there people shine some people shine a lot more than others yeah and like some people have this intuition some people are whales some people are just like uh, some people are able to push some people are able to like uh, like danny he's like a radio like he's pretty yeah. much he's that's how he's different in her like he's got seems to have kind of nearly less control over his shine than her yeah. at a nearly but he age. was never harnessing it but she yeah. was she was prodigious as yeah. well as powerful yeah it just made sense to her when she seen the magician uh stick the the, the spoon. uh, spoons to his nose and yeah. his hand and whatnot and she just said i can do that yeah she mm -hmm. I, I i assume she had never done it yeah but she and they're all in the fucking ceiling and they're all in the ceiling yeah. and she was able to play the piano um, from such a young age quite beautifully but then she was able to play it from the other room when the you know the, the parents come down and the piano is actually playing itself so yeah. she's she's because she's able to astro project oh yeah yeah, yeah she yeah. might be the strongest ever yeah because even the the the, 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 the true knot the 
were shocked. He, like Crawdaddy said, you're telling me she was able to look in on us from 1,500 miles away. He found that unbelievable. Yeah. He's centuries old. Yeah. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, like he probably was turned when Native Americans. Oh, were, absolutely. Yeah, back yeah. then, like, you know I think I mean? she was, um, I think uh, Rose the Hat was actually quite young relatively speaking but she's she was born powerful. in Antrim and she was um, County Antrim here in Ireland and she was uh, but she rose through the ranks because she was so powerful and driven yeah but she even she's supposed to be like from the early 1800s and she was one of the, the youngest well obviously yeah, but Rose like, was Aber before Aber was Aber yeah, yeah that was it yeah, yeah. Uh, that was it she was she was hugely yeah. powerful well, just to say before we move on to the next bit, the book came out in 2013. Right, so that's yeah. quite new. Yeah, yeah. Quite it was King. on the screen, it was wrecking my head. <laughs> I just wanted to get it down off the screen. Um, <laughs> but what did you think about the the first showdown where she finally figures out it's kind of almost where she is, so she was able to visit her? Yeah. And I just thought... Because she knew she was on the, the northeast coast or something like that, she yes. said, wasn't there or something? And, oh, and then there's uh, an earthquake... Yeah, that, that that a micro earthquake that gets reported. Oh, that's what it's a, they, they chase it back yeah, to her. Yeah, yeah, like micro, micro. Yeah, as in through one person's house. Yeah, and this is how we see how powerful Rose is. Yes, because she can do astral projection and shit like as well. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. I mean? She she literally flew to yeah. there like thousands of miles away, and I, I thought it was brilliant. Worst, I I don't know why. She, you know, she goes in. It's just one where the kid leaves the trap for her. Is yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes in and she's looking through her head. She goes, you should see my, inside my... Because it just looked like a filing cabinet. Yeah, mine looks like a cathedral. Mine's a cathedral. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I'm going to say this, actually. You were talking about good lines. I thought the line later, she goes, you're just like me. I think the only difference between me and you is time. Yeah. You don't know yet what you do for a little more time. Oh, and I thought yeah. that was... Again, you're saying a line, just a line. And that was just a line that made me go, that's, that's a... Mike Flanagan is slowly becoming a fucking horror icon at the moment. Like, yeah, when yeah. I say slowly, I think I'm being very like ungenerous. Like, cause he's done Trick or Treat, and then he disappeared for a while, didn't he? Like, and then yeah, he just came yeah. back. He's been making movies and TV series like a motherfucker right now. I, I think this deserved more love than it got, and, and unfortunately, I have to say that I was part of the problem. Yeah, whatever. There were probably people people thought maybe it was very long. Yeah, attention spans are gone to shit. That's why we used to have like we look know. at it. Chapter one, chapter two. That's five hours of horror, right? There, yeah, right? but that was that 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 was kind of explosive special effects and stuff like that. Yeah. that was. That was um this had a very similar tone to the it movie. It did. It felt yeah. it felt like it could exist in the same universe, didn't yeah. it? 100%. The type of supernatural which it, it just does, has that which like, it does, yeah, yeah. It has that Stephen King kind of stamp. Because Stephen King has that Stephen King universe kind of thing. Yes. Like, everything kind of interlo uh, or overlaps. Yeah, it hinted uh, it to, inside of his own storylines. But um I thought their first showdown where she uh she traps her hand inside the cabinet. That looks so painful. So painful. And she's oh sitting God. on the end of the bed and I have no idea why. I think they might have said in the... Oh, I yeah, think... Yeah, why does she have noise? Because there's a, there was a poster on the wall of an anime, I think, where there's a character that doesn't have eyes and it was one of her favourite animes. Oh, she's pretending to be that. No, just that's how she sees it. Do you know what I mean? Because well, yeah, a lot of this is how you would perceive it. Yeah. So, so that, I think that was that, that was it or that was hinted it's at. It's like her movie. being in, in a cosplay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, she was like, he said you'd come. I'm glad you did. <laughs> well, do you think it could have been a case of to give herself bravery, make herself feel brave, Possibly. make herself look like a, a hero? Yeah, absolutely. You know yeah, that kind yeah, of way, that, like that's it. Like whatever mood or whatever kind of form you take, it's it's obviously very she, malleable. She was so creepy with no eyes, though. Oh, she was and terrifying. that smile. Oh, and that she, that smile. She did it a few times. Yeah, she had this really creepy smile. Yeah, where she's uh, where she's Dylan, where she's uh, Dan. Yeah. Uh, later on where Dan kind of takes o o her over and she's in the back and see with Crow Daddy yeah she's like I've never seen nice trick I've never seen that one before do you want to see another one 
Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. You know? And he's like, since you think yourself immortal, uh, was yeah, that? The arrogance, yes. You yeah. think yourself immortal. Makes sense you wouldn't wear a seatbelt. That's yeah. another great line. Uh, there's uh, These are lines that just will stay with you. But that first showdown where she locks her in and then gets inside her head. Yeah. And so she knows she has to actually physically get out of the trap and she pulls her hand out yeah. and it absolutely And she's like fucking, her. you can actually hear her going through all the files, her memories or whatever. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I thought it was cool as well because she steps away and I think she wants to get out of there, but she's stuck to the ground, quite yeah. literally. She takes a step back and it's like stop, uh, standing on glue. Yeah. So obviously, uh, um, sorry, what was the girl's name? Abra. Abra. Yeah, uh, I think it was, was literally short for Abercrombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was, uh, she was trying to keep her there. She wasn't done with her. Yeah, and she realized like this, this you can't fuck around with this. this yeah, yeah, she finally escapes. She falls off the roof of her of her caravan, yeah, and her hands off completely this, fucking messed yeah. up. She gets literally shot off the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's and it's a big coincidence. The oldest of them, who's been around since it seemed the ro- the era of the Romans, yeah, happens to be dying that very night. Which but is, he has been dying since he has not been well since the Reagan era. That's what Joanne says. Really? Yeah, that's what. Because uh, she goes, "What's his name? Grandpa Wicks or something?" Grandpa Wicks sounds right. And, and he he was like, uh, "Call Daddy." He says, "Grandpa Wicks isn't uh, isn't well." And she's like, "Grandpa Wicks hasn't been well since Reagan administration was in the office or something shit like that." Like, oh no, since the Reagan administration. So like, he's literally been dying for like forty years. But that's what dying probably would be when you yeah. when your when your longevity is yeah. is that like your your cancer whatever that's eating away at you um, would obviously be slowed down to a snail's pace but yeah. nevertheless still happening um, and that and showing that when they die they turn to steam oh, this kind of annoyed me you know he, he yeah. died and he turned to steam and they all jumped on it and drank it I would have liked if the steam that they was that they gave off at the end was completely toxic yeah. be, you know like because it, them having it is so perverted yeah that I think they that they don't taint it kind of annoyed me i don't know why yeah. it was just what i would i think preferred. they're just made up of steam yeah i think that's just what it is they have steam like a, they have steam like a person that shines they shine but they decide not to shine they let in the dark i think that's like stephen king your genius writer but like letting the dark and none shit yeah he's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like yeah we get it one, <laughs> one guy shines dark, we get it but um, you know but i think that's what it is they're like literally as uh Hugh mcgregor says later on the overlook is a place that's not very good it's not very good for people like us so i assume it would not be very good for people like them or whatever like you know yeah. paraphrasing obviously terribly but like you know what i mean so i think they actually are people to shine and just they take on they do that transformation what they do with uh what's your name snake by andy so hmm. that transformation to do and the, yeah the chant about the true yeah. not yeah and that's what it finally meant because you of. want andy's like am i even am i still human you know and then rebecca ferguson said like do you even care yeah like so does it matter yeah, yeah or yeah. does it matter is it yeah uh, like you know what i mean so i think that's the case i think they actually do shine or they did shine but yes. they get into the and they still have they still have their innate abilities yeah I think what they've just taken is just the, the, dark the actual side. the darks, yeah, the life, the life, maybe even the the what would be considered the natural lifespan of the child. So every child they kill, they get like they share 10, 15 years yeah. each. Yeah, it's probably uh, even longer than that. Though. Maybe so, like yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, and saying that we don't know how regularly they do feed on Steam, like so. that's it. Yeah, they could go years without finding anybody. Yeah. You know, they seem to have like a stockpile though in uh, Rose the Hat's caravan. Yes. 
so yeah. Like, yeah so there must be like but at that stockpile i think it's not like f they're not full 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 it's not mm -hmm. like they could put probably all that steam into one container but it's the steam is is different people as well and that's when when they're giving violet to snake bite andy yeah. it's just like this one smells of flowers yeah or taste the flowers taste the, taste the oh i'm not sure now you may have because she eats yesterday. the flowers doesn't she earlier yeah. on in um what's her face does uh rose, rose the hat rose, what's the rose the hat is it yeah, yeah. for some reason i can never remember her name like <laughs> rose the hat i yeah. love i love the name i don't know why it's so such a simple yeah. name but just rose the hat. her just explanation for, for it i wore this hat so much they just started yeah. calling me rose like, the hat rose the hat yeah uh yeah and i i thought it did it, 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 i thought the set pieces where they took each other on i thought were excellent yeah. i thought the shootout where he lures the the true knot in yeah. I, I thought he took him out a bit too easy like like they, they, they never think of just literally stay in cover until they run out of bullets <laughs> Like they seem like they've never been in a gunfight ever. No, before. they've definitely never been in a gunfight. One no. guy sees a person getting shot, right, and so you know if someone's after shooting her from a long distance. If I like even a loved one, if I see Lorraine getting shot and I know someone's after shooting her from a long distance, you want to run in and grab them, but you do, you're going to get shot. Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially if it's a kill shot. You know what I mean? Like so, that person gets shot right as Snake by Andy gets into the mobile home. Her fella runs out. Just waving the gun around, yeah, in the open. Guess what happens to him? Yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. gets shot. He gets shot. <laughs> you know, and this is, they were also having <laughs> these different kind of abilities. I wish they had kind of shown us them. They, yeah. they were very much so. The true knot was um, Crow Daddy, Snake by Andy, and especially Rose the Hat. Yeah, I, I felt like I got to know them a bit. Yeah. I felt like the other ones were making up the numbers. Yeah. Kind uh, of like uh, Pox and Midnight and all them in uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. It's like, I really want to see what all their cool backstories is, but I feel like you're only here so Thanos doesn't die in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And we get to see baddies die. Exactly. Much, yeah. Exactly. That's it. They Body did, count. They did have a cool backstory, you know, but yeah. but they didn't they didn't delve in. I get into it. A film can only be finite long. Mm. And there's a lot of storytelling to be told. And they told a lot of stories. And that's the thing. That, yeah. They, they told an awful lot of stories. Yeah. And, it might uh, be better suited to a six-part miniseries on Netflix. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Could, yeah, could have yeah. very much so gone that way. Yeah, you know, and they would have had enough to work with. And Mike Flanagan's really in with Netflix. He's done both their American... Um, no, not American Haunting Park. Hill House. Yeah, yeah but what did, what did... Do they have an overall name for them? No. Not sure. No, no, but it's Haunting Hill House and what was the other Haunting a Blight. My partner or, wasn't great. It's not too great. impressionable, so I, I didn't watch it. No, it's not great. My partner watched it and she was like, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't the first one's it. better. first one's brilliant. Yeah. Second, not so much. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought this one had that just action feel, which I think I was really in the mood for yeah. after watching the original Shining. I think both of them just encapsulated the era they were told, the storytelling style of their era. Yes, like in the seventies, AE you got that kind of hybrid with the Shining of the suspense with the new added yeah. gore and the little bit of extraness. You know what I mean? Attitude like in the weirdness like that the eighties kind of started having with the stories. You know what I mean? But when Mike Flanagan comes from, you're talking like like what three or four years ago this movie came out so you're talking the era of post it chapter one so um you're seeing now how you stylize a stephen king story in the modern age because it chapter one did in a specific way and that's why both of us are getting the same vibes from dr sleep that we got from it because both of them belong in the same era of storytelling true so even though you can't like like people might say dr sleep is bad or whatever you can't compare the two of them to shine it like no they're in almost different genres because dr not Sleep's if they were trying to tell the exact same story yeah. as well like dr sleep's nearly not even horror yeah because the shining like in and of itself is not a thing that has an objective yeah. it's a thing that is 
and it's a thing that you can tell a story around. Yeah. So it's not like the first film was trying to be content. It wasn't like the first film was about the woman that would be pregnant with John Connor, and then the second film was about John Connor, and it's very much so a continuation, and you can compare them. Yeah. This just felt like the universe exists within, and the shine. The first Shining was a hotel, and the second was people who fed off the Shining. Yeah. So the hotel fed off the Shining, and these people literally fed like food yeah. <laughs> off the Shining. And uh, they, like you said, they're they based in the same universe, but they were they were chalk and cheese in so many yeah. ways. And the second one took advantage of the era it was made in. It used special effects. Yeah, but I, I never I never felt like it was. The story was good enough that it didn't feel like they were trying to rely on it. I thought when she walks and turns the room, yeah. I loved that. I thought it was... Where she, like, she uh, hangs off the window. Yes. And then she lets, and then she lets go. Yeah. And she ends up in the shopping centre or the supermarket. In supermarket, yeah. yeah. Um, just just the... the Because you always kind of wondered what the Shining was. This doesn't so much explains it, but the capacity or scope that it could take... Yeah. I thought I did a beautiful job explaining it's it. It's like Dr. Sleep's a superhero and uh, Shining was his origin story. Yeah. I didn't know what she thought was going to happen when she jumped into Rose the Hat. Yeah. It's like, I mean, this woman's been around for centuries. Like, she knows that she has She's a, a kid. She's curious. Yeah, She's got power. She yeah. wants She's brave friends. as well. They make yeah. it quite clear. And when she sees that kid, like, she hated him. Yeah. Because even when Crow Daddy's dead, yeah. so, like, she gets out and she sits down and she goes, I hope, I hope that hurts yeah. a lot. Yeah. She yes. offers him no comfort. You yeah, because as soon as she sees the little kid get murdered, she's actually after them. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. They're after her and she's after them. And that's, yeah. such, that's such a great kind of uh, setting because usually it's, you know, you don't, you, you're don't you forced to take on it's Michael Myers. It's not cat and mouse. It's nearly cat and cat. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. cat and mouse. Is, the, the mouse runs away until it's cornered. Yeah. And this was cat and cat, I think, yeah. is a good way of putting it. Because yeah. They, once she kills Crow Daddy, it's like, you kill, I'm not, like, you're coming for me one way or the other and I want revenge for that kid. And, Guess what? I killed all your buddies. Yeah. So then there wasn't even, it wasn't the, like, it was inevitable. Yeah. So neither of them tried to run from the other. In fact, they just tried to choose the setting. So let for this the be final, show. final battle. Let this be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought, and th that was such a beautiful way to bring in yeah. the hotel. Yeah. Uh, and literally, before we go back to the Overlook, uh, do you want to get a fucking break? I think we'll take a two-minute, uh, yeah. a five-minute break. A five-minute five break with the magic technology. Star wipe, star wipe. <laughs> um, you know there's other wipes, star wipe. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a star wipe. Um, all right, folks. All right, this is the Invasion of Potty Snatchers. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Nolton Dewey. We got Carmack in the back, and we'll be back after the break with more Doctor Sleep. And now a word from our sponsors. Bread. No, I'm not fancy at all, man. I'm just a, I'm just a plain Jane. Fair enough. And we're back from the break. This is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. I'm your host, Vincent Green. And I'm your host, Noel John Tui. And we got Carmack in the back, and we got, we're got we back with more Doctor Sleep. And Noel, before we were going to the break, we talked about, you know, how the movie weighs up against the original because you can't avoid the comparisons, but we thought, like, you know, because of the difference in the stories or the difference in the eras or the difference in the styles, that the comparisons are a bit not like they're a bit unnecessary in a lot of ways because they're so different that like I think you should just enjoy them um, even though they exist in the same story in the same universe, they can be enjoyed as very standalone movies, like you know, 
So I think like if anyone is being too snobbish because they think Dr. Sleep might take away from their experience of the shining, if that and it adds could to not, it. Yeah, could it, not disagree with them more. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. It, yeah. it adds to it and at the same time completely exists singularly away absolutely. from another. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's what a good sequel, especially if there's a big time gap, yeah. can should do. Like, you know what I mean? Because when it, to avoid these direct comparisons, whatever, go for a different style go for a different tone and go for a kind of different way of pacing or a different way of telling Yeah, make story. your own movie. That's what they did. They yeah, made, exactly. made their own movie. But yeah. while it's at the same time paying respect to the original. And I yeah. think that's the best story where you can do a, a long delayed sequel. And not even saying long delayed because it was just a big gap naturally. It's not like Stephen King wrote the sequel to The Shining in 84. And yes, this, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, it yeah. happened in 2013. The movie came out like four or five years later. Because, like, Stephen King now is like, he's, te he's technically writes novels, but at the same time, he's kind of writing the screenplay for whatever that novel Oh, <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? He's just so prolific. And just everything he makes gets made. Like, he must be, oh, yeah. he must be so rich. <laughs> it must be ridiculous. Uh, he, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, he must be worth half a billion. Or like, it must be redonkulous. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and fair fucks to his son, Joe Hill, not taking his name and then becoming a success on his own anyway. Like, you know? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Be, like, you have to. You'd want to. You'd want to have merit yeah. in your work. Even Stephen and, King did that himself, and he changed his name to uh, oh fuck, what's his what was his other pen name? I can't, it's, it's, Richard Bachman. There you go. Well yeah, done. and he changed his name to because he wondered after his. You know what? Film. It's uh, yeah, Richard Bachman. Yeah. Well, I don't think I would have got it. I thought you were going to say there's a book. No, there. I, I thought like, I, Richard. I, actually... Ma I thought Richard Madison is behind you. I am legend. Yeah, that's a great book. Uh, so I was just like, oh, you have one there, and then I was like, yeah, maybe you should have read the whole name, dickhead. Yeah, no, but um, yeah, Richard Bachman because he did four or five books, and he thought after a while that people were just buying the books because of his name and not because yeah. of the quality of the stories. So he wrote these four or five stories under the the pseudonym, a uh, pseudonym pseudonym uh, Richard Bachman and um, they're, they're known now as the Bachman books or the Bachman collection or whatever and uh, it was because he wanted to see if he could have success not as Stephen King you know, yeah. and he wrote in a slightly different style but seemed to his style as Stephen, his Stephen King style or whatever bled true eventually and that's how people start figuring out that Richard you Bachman are who you King. are yeah, yeah you know you are who you are yeah it was a very interesting thing like um Total side story. Total side story. Um, but like, so no, like, what did you think of the way this expanded the universe? Like, that's what I liked. Yeah. That's what I said. I, I I said in the first half is that the shining could just be this thing. Yeah. And and why not? Like, it could be you, some kid in yeah. in India could have it. Some very very old man like in Australia. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it just or again X Men, whatever. You yeah. Just just it just touches certain people. One in a million, one in ten million. Yeah. Uh, but like one in ten million million is an awful lot. But we still have hundreds. Yeah. Of ten millions of people, you know. Yeah. So it, it would exist around the world, and I thought that was a cool thing to look into. And that and that was what I'm saying this film could exist uh, completely separate. I thought. Yeah. Like Danny as a forty year old. A Forty-something-year-old damaged man. Yeah, doesn't it? Doesn't it's hard to detect. Hugh McGregor doesn't age. Yeah, yeah, it's true enough. Um, but he thought the McClorians. <laughs> but I, I thought, yeah, expand the universe and have fun with it. And don't I, I've seen The Shining and it was excellent. Yeah. Don't don't make The Shining, but but like don't it's forget and don't forget that yeah. it comes from The Shining. Yeah. I mean, you want the best of both worlds. You don't want forget to, know. to make The Shining, or don't forget that it comes from The Shining, but it's completely unnecessary. Yeah, to because the, the, the damage, the, the damage that Danny carries into him, it's yeah. it's from the outlook. Yeah. It's from the Outlook Hotel, and it's from you know being his father's son as well. Being his father's the son, darkest, and yeah, like the darkest area, yeah. story of addiction. Yeah. Like who's yeah. who's the guy that got to play uh, Dick Halloran? Because he, he looks actually a good bit like Scar he does, doesn't he? he? I, I was Cause, like, yeah, because for a while I was like, 
no way is that the same dude. Oh, man, he kind of aged it, that it, well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he yeah. aged in reverse. <laughs> Maybe he yeah, took he, the steam like he out here. Benjamin buttoned his way into yeah. the film. Carl um, yeah. Lumley. Zachary Mono. No, no, no sorry, it's Carl no. Lumley. Well, there you go. Shout out to him. He was excellent. Yeah, yeah and, and he, even you know the, the mannerisms and the, the way he carried him. Yeah, the, the inflections. Oh, yeah, that was. That, and I, it was him that convinced him to help Abra because he helped him. Yeah, and he he needs to do the right thing as well. So. Yeah, and he's been helping him throughout his life. As and well. I, I liked as well. You won't see me again, Doc, because this world is like a dream of a dream. Yeah, I'm just the last dream I'm going to dream. Or something yeah, something like that. The yeah. last time I'm going to dream. The last yeah. time I'm going to dream. Yeah. yeah. And um, like, like, what do you think of? It's kind of like so he has to. It's kind of like I have to shuffle. It's kind of like the old saying people say: children don't uh, reach their full potential until their parents die. Like that's what they actually say. Like you know what I mean. And this is kind of like Doc is his parent, and like Doc had to shuffle off this world yeah. for Danny to reach his full potential, so he could become like a master to I know a pile of water. Yeah, we've we've done it. We've done it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like Abra One Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know what I mean, it's kind of that case. It would be like, Abrakan Skywalker. Yeah, by yeah. The way. I was actually raging. Like, as soon as I said, it, I was like, missed an opportunity. Missed an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> But um, no, so it's the kind of thing like he needed to leave him and let yeah. him be take over the role. You realize how powerful he is as well, like yeah, how exactly. much he's been holding back. Yeah, well, he he must know that he is somewhat powerful that he can lock up all these yeah. entities. Because remember, uh, I wanted to call, I was going to call him Scatman again, but the Carl Lumley, uh, oh, it's Dick Halloran. Uh, Dick Halloran, yeah, sorry. <laughs> All these names. Yeah, I know. But uh, Dick Halloran like, t- tells him, like, when I was a kid, my grandmother, who obviously must have shun-, shun as well, like, because she said to him that you can actually lock these away. There's a way of, you put them in a box and keep them there. It's like pretty much compart- compartmentalization. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, maybe just in there, like, you know, it's like a another nod to mental health because the whole first film is about. You know, this film was about addiction. I thought, yeah. you know, there was the the, the true not had an addiction. But you know the way he deals with handle. his problems by locking them away, is not kind of like compartmentalization. Yeah, in a very, yeah absolutely. Yeah, in a very yeah. like physical way, like you know what I mean. By like, not dealing with them in a yeah, sense. Exactly, but, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you're just locking them away in deeper recesses of your mind. Like you know yeah, what I mean? it's like a repression in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's, but it's like leaving your past in the past as well. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, because you can't get rid of them. They existed and they had an impression yeah. on you, but they stay there. That's where they live now. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. It, it, and I love the way he's got so many boxes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I love the first scene when he does the the another woman from room two three seven. Yes, and he just like he's like he's going to the jacks back in a minute, mother. Yeah, and he just and I love the fact that he's so confident that yeah. when he shuts the door, he turns around and faces away from her. Yeah, and shuts the door. You because think like, you think like okay, I'm gonna go face down this evil. I can do this. Yeah, but you're not turning your back on that shit yeah. at all. But he's. He realizes that his own potential to a degree now where he realizes that he can do this probably quite easily. Yeah, and I think it's the case of now I actually have a way of dealing with them. Yes. And that's all it is. Now, you'd be so confident, like, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever be like in a situation where like it seems so hard, it seems so hard, and then you figure it out and then you go into a just renewed confidence? Yes. And I think that's what the situation is with him where he's just like he had this all anxiety, uh, had all of this anxiety and it kept coming back to him and it was just this unending uh, problem because he had no way of solving it. Yeah. As soon as he figured out a way of solving it, I think it just gave him this relief. And it's like he was sitting on the couch and he obviously sensed that the woman was in the toilet. Yeah. And that's what he's like, oh, back in a minute or whatever. And he's just like, now I know how to deal with this. Yeah. I know that she she can't kill me. She hasn't killed me yet. No. She's tried. 
now I don't need to run away from her anymore. Yeah. Now I don't need to hide. She doesn't know, realize, but she should be afraid. Yeah, of me. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You're not. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. That's it. Yeah, yeah. the crow Rorschach, like uh, which I thought was. Uh, yeah, I thought we was, should do the Watchman soon. The Watchman soon. Yeah, we yeah, should. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I thought that the, when you're talking about the final showdown, um, going back to the Outlook Hotel, I thought it was so iconic. Yeah, I thought it actually the pull up to it, it's all boarded up. Do you remember the run through? It's like nearly an it's nearly identical to the intro of the actual shining itself. when they're going up the and the, the exact yeah. same music and the, the first shot is identical. But I it's think. nighttime. Yeah, it's nighttime. And so it's got that even straight away. Yeah. It's got that darker tone, like yeah, yeah. because uh, it, in the original film it was actually quite idyllic yeah. and beautiful. Yeah, you but know? with the ominous music. The yeah, with time. the ominous yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. But I thought the, I thought what excellent place. It had to be there. Yeah, it literally had mm. to be there. It couldn't mm. have been anywhere else. And he was like, I'm going to bring her to the place because I think I mentioned it earlier that if it affects people like us, maybe it'll affect people like her. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Well, do you notice when Abra actually went into it, like when he went into it, some of the lights started to come on and stuff like that. But when Abra went into it, there's just a very brief shot of one of the chandeliers and the lights just start to burn even brighter. Yeah. Because her shining had been added yeah. to his shining. And yeah. the, the, the amount of power that the hotel what, had to work with was obviously increased dramatically. What do you think of the lack of cobwebs? In the overlook. This is something I was saying to you. I think when we were, I was, because you came in, I was finished just watching the end of it. Um, do you think the inside, the way it looks, is how Danny is making it look? Yes. And the way it looks on the outside, because it's a look a lot more. But like, if you look, I put this way: if you, when he walks, when when Jack in the first film walks through the the bar area, the the function room, yeah, the and it's just full of people. Yeah, and he interacts with them. He gets a drink spilled on him. He gets yeah. a drink cleaned off him. Like, yes, this hotel doesn't exist within the, the normal confines and realms. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do think so. I think it was his perception. It was even like forget there wasn't cobwebs. It was also very clean. Yeah, it exactly. wasn't dusty. It yeah. wasn't. It was. It was kind of like as if it was being nearly as how he remembered it. Yeah, you know. But I, I mean? think especially if he kind of almost gave power to it when it went back in from the perspective of the hotel, no time had passed. Yeah no time at all like you know especially even like when he gets physically Halloran yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it just it, the hotel it's been, it's the hotel was dormant and yeah. it was confined and nobody seemed to go there I won't be surprised if it was a bit like the Pennywise concept of people leave the town and they don't really remember it was yeah. there Um, but, it, but it's that case of you, you're oppressed like, like, like if I saw a ghost and I didn't believe in ghosts unless I want to give over to the fact that ghosts exist I'm just going to repress that you know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, and that's just the, it's kind of one of those things that like, and he's kind of tried to repress. And that's what the locket in the boxes is. It's him repressing this horrific event in his life that damaged him and turned him into a fucking addict. Like, you know what I mean? And that's what his whole life was about. Him repressing these things. And eventually he realized it's not about repressing the things that hurt you. It's about facing them. Yeah. And that's when he really got free at yeah. the end, even though he died. When he sits and talks to his father, who yeah. has become Lloyd. Yeah. The bar. Played by Henry Thomas, you said. Played by Henry Thomas of E.T. fame. Amazing. Yeah. Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> played by, yeah. Played by our, our, our beloved Elliot. Yeah. Um, but it was almost this like exact play by play of Jack sitting down with Lloyd. But Jack but, was Lloyd. Yeah. And but he and he was offered the drink and he told him all these stories about what it was like. Yeah. We never wanted to see snow again, so we moved to Florida. Yeah. And about the the water. I was saying to you earlier, remember, like Dick O'Halloran was from Florida. Yeah. And do you think that this took his gaff? Oh, I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like 
Ma, like, I want to leave here, and I'm pretty sure I know where there's a free house. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. Sure. <laughs> you sure he doesn't mind? You said, "Oh, I axed him, and he yes. said it was fine." <laughs> Ooh, cutting edge. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and I, I just thought that scene. I thought it was excellent acting as well because yeah. Hugh McGregor had some real emotion. Yeah, in that and scene. what did Hugh McGregor do that was different? Danny did not take. Did the drink. not drink. Take. Yeah, exactly. Maybe something warm. Yeah, to, yeah. And he goes, and I love that. This is medicine. Yeah, he's a blackboard, and this is the eraser. Yeah, that's a great line. Oh, it's a great line. Yeah, yeah. like a man tries, but there's so many mouths to feed. Yeah, and yeah. You just realized that. Do you remember what's in part one? Where he's like, "The white man's burden, the white man's burden." Remember he kept saying that. I was like, "There's a lot of like racist undertones there with Jack in the first yeah. one, though, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean?" And I think it's just a case of like, you know, he's just looking for anyone to blame. And yeah, that's, that's just his personality. You said it earlier. Like, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, he's constantly looking for someone to point the finger at. You, exactly. You know yeah, I, mean? I, I could do it if it wasn't for this or for this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly you right. that you just probably, if only if only if, if only, only yeah. yeah but uh, i thought it was such an excellent scene and it was important and it was him jack it was when jack i think sir came to his man this is when he took the drink yeah because that was his weakness he and he the went dark. there with the same same sickness yeah and he he refused it because Danny shines. Because Danny shines. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I thought that Shine really... on Danny. And I think that probably, mm -hmm. he was probably stronger, like literally in yeah. the shining from for it. But the fact that, as you said earlier, he had a lot of shine and little dark, whereas the father had probably a little shine and yeah. a lot of dark. And there was no sign of Jack after that. There was one more kind of flashback where... He's the, chased him with the axe and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Where it, there's another shot of Shelley Duvall going up, but the actress who played yeah. uh, Shelley in this iteration. And, but there, but um, he kind of dismissed him. He yeah. kind of overcame him, and then he, he it was possesses time. him, though, doesn't he? Well, no, it, it seems like the hotel just uh, turns him into an yet another. I was it Jack. Was it Jack? I think that's, Jack possessed uh, him. Is it yeah. Jack that's possessed yeah. him? I know he did the same walk, the same hobble, because yeah, maybe, and he even yeah. acts out the same scene, like you know what I mean, where he cuts through the thing. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was Jack specifically, was it? Yeah, I just I thought, think, it, was, I thought it was Jack. You know, when uh, when uh, when all the things are inside his head are out, I just thought. Well, yeah, because he's freedom at this stage, hasn't he's he? He's freedom, and they, they're what, what took out Rose. Yeah, Rose has yeah. one great showdown um, with uh, Abra in yeah. uh, the maze, in, or at least in the, the mind. Yeah. It, it looks like a maze, and she's cutting her, and then she manages to grab her, and then she realizes that this isn't your mind, you're the bait, and she kind of dismisses the whole world with her power. Yeah. And then she has a face down with Jack, which was cool as well. There was a couple of cool lines there. Yeah. Um, like, are we going to do this or not? And then I can't find this actor. The actor who played who? Oh, is it? Yeah, no, I can't find the one that played Wendy. She's not here on my list. Oh, yeah, I, I can't think of her name either. Oh, I'll check it up later. But, uh, but that showdown, she nicks the artery. I remember she starts drinking at the steam and she yeah. gives you taste like whiskey. Yeah, is that why it's kind of yellow? Is it? Yeah, I think it's what she said. It, it She did say it gets polluted. Yeah, I think he's he, it was polluted, but she still it polluted was, by his lifestyle. Yeah, but he yeah. was still so powerful. I'd say that she could yeah. still get a lot from it, especially when she doesn't have to share. Um, and because she was looking for him at one stage. Oh he said, yeah, like, there's yeah. someone out there, a woman looking for me always. Yeah, so was looking for me. He knew that, like, yeah, that's why he's kind of trying to suppress his shine a little bit too. Oh yeah, and like, it worked for him. Like you yeah. know, he worked for him because he used drugs and alcohol to kind of suppress the shine in the dark. You know what I mean? Like, so to kind of dim the output you're giving out into the world because he obviously knew there's people out there looking for people shining. I still found the memory, like, you know, that the, the baby, then the woman he slept with, she was dead and the baby started. Was the woman dead, though? Was she, yeah, yeah, I think that was. That's what I think she choked, choked to death in her own yeah, vomit. Yeah, she choked to death in her own vomit and he just left the baby there and they weren't found for two weeks. And the baby was shit, all covered in shit and stuff. The baby, yeah, exactly. It was fucking, it was horrible. It was a good scene, like, from yeah. a horror perspective. 
But the showdown, um, back to the showdown, I thought, I thought I would like to, the, the, where she's looking and she goes, what's in those boxes? Because as she's drinking from them, she yeah. can sense. And she said, like, there's something special. And he goes, no, there's not special. They're starving. Yeah. And she let, he lets it all out. And it's that cool thing where you make the thing that's haunted you work for you. Yeah. Uh, and it devours her, and she, which is which is a good death. But I, I just want my enemies to share my terror. Yeah, I want to go back. Well, there you go. Um, but I thought it was maybe a little bit quick for my liking. And yeah. then it was funny. Then it kind of does become The Shining. But I think it earned it at that stage. Yeah. Uh, where again, I guess it becomes Jack Tar. That see, that's the thing I didn't really get straight away. I knew he walked like him. He had yeah. the axe and all that jazz. But he um maybe it was because I forgot that it was after yeah because he lets all the demons so out maybe and it's everything all, it's everything it's and like the overlook is in that, him. yeah that, and that's what the overlook was in Jack you yeah, know so exactly but yeah. uh he, he because it McGrady acts murder he's but you realize he had this all planned because when he catches up with Abra Abra says no 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 you're in Dan yeah and one thing Dan did before any of this is he visited one room the boiler room yeah so he <laughs> had already planned to die there like, yeah exactly and, I, yeah. and that's what makes him so powerful yeah is that he has like when you're fighting to, to kill and survive yeah and the person's fighting to kill and die yeah you you becomes that much more dangerous yeah exactly and uh it's like you know and i thought we remember when he was saying to his father in this in the scene in the bar he was like i saw my my mother couldn't look at me yeah and and i could see it and she hated herself for it and then he could see the death flies on her mm. before she died because that's the way he perceived it and uh but then at the end just in the boiler room uh, it's the mother with her little boy. She comes back to him and she's with him in the, yeah. this hour. And that was quite poignant. And it was almost, like, yeah. and the whole hotel comes up. And I thought that was a good end for the Outlook Hotel. Yeah, and a good end for Danny as well. And a good end for Danny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He yeah. finally faced his fears. Yeah, you exactly. Know what I mean? like, yeah, yeah, because that's what I think the whole film is kind of about. Like, you know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. It, it was a, like the whole film was a, a lot of it was about addiction, mm. uh, but also this really lot, really wide swinging pendulum of the redemption of Danny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and let, let, let himself shine. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. And then, of course, we we the, the penultimate scene at the very end where she he's like he's in the, uh, the bedroom with Abra, and you can tell that he's taken on the Halloran role. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, like a force ghost. Yeah, like a force go my god the amount of things you can draw uh, uh, but she, she says orders. i told you to when we first met i told you to hide and not shine he goes no you shine you shine yeah, on. shine on Abraham. i might be shine just on. yeah i would be like or, or maybe be careful like you're literally god here yeah, <laughs> you know i would be like there's probably more people like her out there so if i was you i'd start looking for other people that can shine yeah build your army yeah you know like I mean? learn learn how to find them yeah exactly because she she the only reason she found them was through the absolute torture of one of her own yeah that that wouldn't be a good barometer but anyway like he's probably going to visit her two three four more times yeah. as well anyway so it, it, it kind of it was open-ended um but uh i thought she i don't know it was a, a very literal passing of the torch from halloran to danny and then the passing of the torch from danny yeah. to, to abra and i just thought it was a nice way to kind of wrap up the film and then of course it just had a good cinematic piece which is all, all the ghosts that Danny let out, they're still loose. And she, the mother said, are you coming? She goes, one minute. Yeah. And she walks in and <laughs> the woman in the tub. Yeah. And, but not, even that, she turns her back on her. It's exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. She's, yeah. she's so unafraid. Yeah, that she's, she's even way more perfect. Oh, than yeah. Him, no, especially this, this, that is, this is kind of funny to her. It's yeah. And there's even a couple of times where she was taking on Rose. She was enjoying it. Yeah, you know when she was cutting oh, her because it was revenge for her. Oh yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? She like as Rose... soon as the little baseball boy got killed, she was out for blood. Oh, out for yeah. blood. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was even going to be maybe uh, was there going to be darkness and her that came to the surface, but it turns out she just had 
she just put her mind to something and she was like, no, I'm killing them all. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Like when she just stands over Crow Daddy and goes, I, ho- I hope it hurts a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, and I love that. Well, Crow Daddy just killed her father as well. That's the Crow Daddy had killed her father as yeah. well, actually. Yeah. I would like to think there would have been a way that she could have helped them, but decided not to. Yeah. You know, that just to make the revenge. But all, all in all, I just thought, yeah, that was such a great watch. Yeah. And I watched, I, I didn't realize, but what the, the one I watched must have been director's cut. It was three hours even. Yeah. I wonder and what I, was extra. I, I, that's the thing. I, yeah, I, I had no frame of reference. Yeah, yeah. Because I haven't watched it against anything. Yeah, no, um, I checked that out. Yeah, I'd like, yeah. But, uh, and not, nothing in it. Like, of course, if you could, if you wanted to say where could we chop the fat, I'm sure I can think of stuff. But the yeah. film never felt like it was lagging. Yeah. Because it has. This naturally a long film. Anyway, exactly. Yeah. Abra was such a great character and Danny was such a great character and Rose the Hat was such a great character and it was there all their journeys yeah, to meet. Crow Daddy was a cool character. Cool, well. Crow Daddy was a cool character. Yeah. Abra, Abra the. Um, uh, Andy Snake Snake by yeah, Andy was a, cool, Andy. Like a, cool, a more tertiary but still a very cool yeah. character very uh, powerful character very right? powerful character yeah. even like she gets uh, uh, Cliff Curtis kill himself yeah, yeah yeah. she was like don't approach her and she just said kill yourself yeah and uh, right as she's dying right as she's dying because yeah. he shot her in the neck I think he before. shot her in the neck and then she turned around all shocked and he put one in the belly yeah. so she was she was only shoot her in the head dude yeah shoot her in the head shoot her in the fucking head actually if the, even if it had gone more throat through her throat she, she wouldn't be able to talk, talk. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, all in all I think like yeah. if you're going to execute small women is what we're saying yeah. shoot them in the head so yeah before we before we get out here I'd like to say if you're going to execute women yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like it's, it's a hard act to follow the signing because like it's such an iconic movie so don't yeah so don't exactly so don't yeah. don't even try uh, but all you can do is pay respect pay your homages which you did yeah and which you did to great effect yeah. you know what I mean you can't like, like you you can have your opinion on this film but yeah. I would I would fight you on it not paying it's 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 homage to yeah. its its origin it and it did so. while it's also remaining its own story yes which is all you can ask for a long a delayed sequel yeah. and I don't even mean like, like delayed is not even the right word but you know what I mean a, a sequel where there's a long gap yeah. because as I said the book came out for 2013 yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, it's not like the subject matter existed yeah. yeah exactly like so like I think it was a hard act to follow but I tried to follow it in a completely different way and even though like it might not share the same iconic status as Shining but even the Shining only grew over time so maybe this will grow over time too yeah absolutely and I think people need to stop being so snobbish when sequels come out the stuff they love because I think a lot of people don't go to see these movies and they judge it without even knowing about them. So like, they judge I did. It without the judge without. I know, did. Like, I admit to it. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the problem. A lot of people. Did you need to stop judging stuff before you've seen it? Yeah. Watch it and then decide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you'd be surprised. Like a lot of the times you might be surprised. You know what Absolutely, I mean? Absolutely. Like yeah. a lot of sequels, modernized sequels to, uh, to older classics or shit. Like we all know that. But. If you can just put your biases to one side, sometimes something will surprise you. Yes. And I think Doctor Sleep is definitely one of those things. Yeah. Because I went in expecting nothing for it. Because that's the way I tried to do. When I look at a sequel or something that's more classical, if you expect nothing, you'll never be disappointed. Well, I knew you I had to mean? talk about it here. So for me, it was just like, I'm just going to sit down and watch it. So yeah, like like yeah. that, and I had no no expectation, exactly, good yeah. or bad. It was kind of, it was homework. Yeah. Homework for the podcast. Required sit viewing. down and watch it. Required viewing. Yeah. So... So, like, I mean, not exactly a difficult job. Sit down, yeah. crack a beer, watch a movie. That was fine. Yeah. But then it was like, wow. It's actually good. It's actually good. Yeah, you know? really good. So I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't listen. And I'm not one of these guys that goes yeah. onto the Rotten Tomatoes forums or yeah. something like that. I'm I never really read not. a review before I've seen a movie. Uh, but I do, I don't know, I don't know. Somewhere in the ether, I was told that this wasn't yeah. a great film. I couldn't tell you where. Uh, By some and, shining snob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now, and here I am, um, kind of uh, really, after really, really enjoying yeah. it, I have to say. Because people go in hating something before they even see it. Yes. 
and especially they, something that's a follow-up to a classic you're yeah. not allowed to like it yeah. why you're gonna wire it because people it. are like oh the thing prequel is shit no it just had bad special effects it's a good really film. bad special yeah effects. you know what i mean like yeah and, and, and in fact if the if that was yeah if that was done practically yeah and if you ever there's actually shots where they did it practically and then decided to put cgi over it it's Ugh. on youtube you should check it out um but like i just think when you have such an iconic movie and you're going to follow it up do tell your own story pay respect to the original and if you do that you're doing doing well and if you can create a good story with judged it, on your own merits that's yeah, all yeah that's, exactly yeah that's the takeaway yeah it's so different but yeah it, it holds a similar tone at times yeah to the original and i think that's all it could do yeah exactly you know what i mean like and as you said it stands on its own it's its own thing like you know yeah. what i mean so you could uh, watch this film without having seen the shining oh exactly yeah you, could, you, could, like, you yeah. really could like because uh, there's enough backstory given in the film oh absolutely that you could be yeah. like oh i guess danny's father went insane at this hotel yeah he told me like you know what i mean like, yeah exactly you know what I mean? haunted like, hotel yeah. father went mad it would be you know yeah you'd exactly pick yeah. that up yeah. and it doesn't do the shining justice but I'm just saying you'll be able to enjoy this film yeah, exactly, because with just said, that information yeah because yeah. I said to you earlier on like Bare Bones the shining is about a haunted hotel that drives a father insane and he tries to murder his family yeah that's and that's it. that's literally the shining that's shining Bare yeah. Bones like you know what I mean? And even though it's a classic, but that's it, like on Spare Bones. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, yeah. and you could eat, and they give you that information, Dr. Sleep. So you're right, you could watch it as yeah. a standalone movie, like, yeah, easily. Absolutely. Like, and you know? probably, and like, kind of, to hard come back over that, you said you should watch it in with, with that mindset, yeah. I think. Yeah. You really should not though, be like, like, oh, it lacks this or it lacks this. Just watch it. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe I think a lot of people went into the thing where like, oh, it's definitely not going to be as good as 1982. Of course, it's not going to be as good. Yeah. But maybe it's still going to be a good movie. Yeah. Because it's not a 10 out of 10 movie, it might still be a 7 out of 10 movie. Yeah, and that's a 7 out of 10 movie, it's not a bad movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you have to yeah. give it a chance to be. Yeah, I, I remember not really not liking that when it came out, and it, but I remember just cursing the special effects. Yeah. And I, I, so I was the same way. I was like, first time I seen it, I was like, oh, I'm raging over the special effects, but I enjoyed it. And the second time, because I knew about the special effects, I wasn't surprised by it, so I just concentrated on the story. I concentrated on how well they set up the second yeah, one for all the visuals like, man, and the, stuff. The continuity, like, and the way they the continuity it, was god spot on. It was like, spot so on. good. And like the way they shot the film, and the way they made the discovery, and the way they expanded on the thing and breaking out the ice. Everything I think was spot on, apart from the special effects. Yeah. And I think when you have a film like in the the thing, like uh, in two thousand eleven, like I think a lot of hatred it gets, and probably a lot of hatred Doctor Sleep gets, is just that people went in and prejudged it. I mean, yeah. you prejudge so um, it's either you're going to be open minded and get your mind changed, or you're going to stay with your pre your original convictions. Yes. How many films have you watched where the the the, the low bar of expectation that other people have given you have helped the film? Oh, tons. You know what I mean? Like yeah. tons. Like, you listen, you, know, you listen too much. Or, but then again, there's a lot of people who have the same taste as you, so you take them. But, but yeah, it doesn't mean they have and, the exact same. Taste. And it's kind of like you weigh it up, like oh, if they like this film and I liked it, then they, that means they might like yeah. this. One. But sometimes. Films are so individualistic that I might enjoy a film that you might enjoy and I might recommend it to you. I mean, yeah. even though our choices or tastes are similar, you might go, dude, that was pretty shit. And I go, really? Yeah. Do you not like this, this, this? You go, no, I'm not into that. I prefer this, this, and this in the action movie or whatever. You know what I mean? So even though one film that we share an enjoyment of should not be the barometer no. of people's taste in movies no. because they're so individualistic. Absolutely, you know I mean? absolutely. Um, but like, so will we get the fuck out of here? Yeah, absolutely. Let's finish up our job here. All right, motherfuckers. All right. Get some doctor sleep. Get some doctor sleep. Yeah, get the shine on, Noel. <laughs> shine on. But all right, folks, this is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Tui. And uh, we got Carmack in the back. And uh, thanks for joining us for The Shining in part one and Doctor Sleep in part two. Let's get the fuck out here. Time to overlook ourselves away from here. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, motherfuckers. Peace out, motherfuckers. See you next time.